Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to 20-something. If you guys are new here, hi, my name is Elena, and this is the podcast where we make convos about self-development way more fun, because in your 20s, shit is just not that serious. I hope you guys are cruising into the weekend. I love Thursdays, because it starts to feel like the little like anticipation in the back of your mind from the weekend. I also love this time of year. It's like, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's May as I'm recording. It's starting to get so beautiful in Chicago. The sun has been out. I've been spending every single waking moment that I have that I have free time on the pool deck trying to get a tan in and just soaking up the vitamin D, which makes me so happy. I really love this time of year when the weather starts to get nice and patio season starts and people are out on rooftops and you spend maybe a little bit more time being social than what's normal. It's like that anticipation of this summer where it's not summer yet, but you can kind of feel it creeping in and you've been like locked away indoors for so many months that it's like exciting to see like people actually start to get out in the world, especially if you live in a big city like in Chicago. Chicago comes alive in the summer and especially like on days when the weather's super nice. It's like the entire city collectively decides to be outside and to not be productive and to just be on rooftop patios and to be at their happy hour with their friends on a Friday after work. It's just a really cool vibe. Like you can, when you're walking around in the streets, you just hear music blasting out of people's cars and people laughing on the streets, on the patios, like as you walk by. So I love this time of year. Like something about it makes me so happy. So I hope you guys are cruising into the weekend. I just wanted to pop in and do a bit of an intro for this episode. So the clip that you're about to hear is a highlight from one of my favorite episodes of all time. I'm experimenting with a a bit of a different format of podcast episode for you guys this week. It's a highlight from this episode that I recorded with Sahar, which is actually my the second podcast episode we ever did. We released this almost a year ago on week two of twenty something, but still, like this remains one of the my absolute favorites in my eyes. I've actually listened back to it a couple of times now. One thing about this podcast is I will never ever 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 re-listen to one of my solo episodes that I have zero interest there's nothing in the world more painful than listening to your own voice recorded like I would not wish that upon my worst enemy and even after hundreds of hours of having to listen to myself speak like because when I'm editing I have no choice I still like I try not to re-listen to solo episodes more than I have to I'm just no part of me is interested Worst case, like if I want to revisit an idea from a solo app, I'll just go back to my notes. But guest interviews, on the other hand, I actually re-listen to them quite frequently. Some of the convos I've had with people on here have been so interesting that if I want to refresh or I forgot something they said, or if I'm looking for a specific segment of something that they were talking about specifically, I'll go back to it. Especially like a lot of the startup founders I've talked to on the podcast, they say really interesting shit. And it also kind of strikes me that they're, when you listen to them talk, their mind tends to operate very differently from how most people think. So I do find myself pretty often wanting to re-listen to them as a refresh. But with episodes like this one with Sahar, what I love is that this was a more casual, fun conversation. Like Sahar is one of my best friends in the entire world. But we live in different parts of the world. And now I have one of my favorite convos with her documented. Like this is in recording on the internet, available whenever at the click of a button. And I love that. I'm going to like show it to my kids one day. And I also love that I have it. So if I'm missing her and I can't call her and I just want to hear her voice, 
or like now when she's on the other side of the world with no Wi-Fi service as she does, I have this hour worth of footage of us just shooting the shit with a glass of wine in my old house and her talking about her life that I can listen to. And some of the things that she said in this episode were really interesting. Like when this first came out, you guys loved it. I loved it. Again, I've listened to this back three or four times now. So I pulled a segment from that episode that you're going to hear in a bit. And I kind of like this idea. So I'm going to see if I can do this with a couple of other episodes too. Like I'll pull clips from guest interviews whenever there's a segment that was particularly useful or that the audience picked up on. Especially because there have been some new listeners recently. You guys might have missed the original interviews um, if they were released earlier on. So I'm going to keep playing around with this. And without further ado, the next clip is Sahar. She's talking about growing up in the Islamic Republic of Iran and the effect that that had on the person who she is today, which if you know her or if you talk to her, it's clear that she's someone who has an adverse negative reaction to control or any kind of limitations on freedom of expression or freedom of being. And I love, like, I'm going to gas you for a second, but the reason, the reason that I love you is because you're one of those people who just like, you live life on your own terms. Yes. As, as soon as you want to do something, you just do it. Like whether it's about sex and expression or like anything else in your life, you, that's just something that like, you can see it about you from a mile away. So I love when you talk about (laughs) stuff like that. Um, And I think that like with people our age, especially girls, Girls, like, have such a, um, like, aversion to, not even an aversion, but are uncomfortable talking about sex yeah. or talking, like, talking about in general what they want. Yeah. No, I agree. It's honestly, that's the reason why I'm so open about sexuality and feminine expression is because women are shunned and shamed for being sexual, whereas, like, our male counterparts are, like, endorsed or even like encouraged to be hypersexual and that's the reason why I want to like reclaim those barriers and those um those limits for us like woman like I want to be able to be a sexual being and that it should you, be okay I think with you that. Are. I am a sexual you, being you're and one I, of the most sexual people I know and hands I down. want people I want there to be like a floor a stage where it's encouraged talks like these are like I think it's really important for women because like there's not a lot of like talk amongst women and like even our girlfriends like we don't really like except for you me and you like we talk about this like quite often we talk about this because we're comfortable yeah and i think girls talk about this with like the friend they're most comfortable with yeah but guys talk about it period yeah and i feel like you should like sex is a part of life why don't people talk about it more yeah and why are women shunned for being like hypersexual or have a high sex drive i don't think it's like anything negative i think the reason is because um your women are like taught to grow up aspire to marriage they're told what to wear how to feel and i feel like not having discourse about like sexuality with women is very detrimental for like our generation i think so i what i want to know is where did this come from for you because i have a theory i have a theory about where it came from why do why do you think you're so open with emotions and sexuality and like you have this you have this inkling to be as free as possible where did that come from um it's obviously your theory is probably related to Iran like living there yeah I know you yeah maybe ex- explain what your background um, is a little so bit. yeah I was born here until I was seven 
and then I moved to Iran and I was there until I was like 14 and I moved back here and living there almost like characterized my identity and my personality today and the reason why I'm so expressive about these things is because growing up I was restricted a lot um half you're forced to like wear a hijab you're forced to conform to islamic jurisprudence and all those like islamic laws and it, it was hard because as a woman like i want to express my femininity but like femininity means different things to different people to me is being a sexual person and being able to be comfortable in my own skin and wearing clothes that complement my curves and just being comfortable in my own skin like that wearing mm. bright colors that like that's me I want to be like that and I want other girls to bring each other up to be like that I feel like if a guy like for example has like body kills or loves talking about sex nobody thinks of the guy differently but if the girl is sexual and talks about sex or is like makes any sexual rem- remarks it makes it more of a role model yeah yeah I, I don't know I just feel like we sh- this is good discussion for so girls. So in in Iran, what did that like the what did the restriction look like? Um I have been arrested for not wearing my hijab properly. I have you're not allowed to pursue a lot of careers like you're not allowed to be um like a judge for example in Iran. You yeah. have to wear a hijab. You have to wear um like you have to be covered up um and you're not allowed like even if like you're arrested with a guy, for example, for being in a relationship, they ask for your license, like your marriage license. And if you don't have a marriage license, they do like a hymen check for you. And for a woman, What's like a hymen some, check, like they check if you're a virgin. Oh my God. And if you're not a virgin, the they police you, does yeah, this. Yeah. And they, um, inform your family and you have to get married to the guy that you got arrested with. That, is that has crazy. happened to one of like my distant relatives. That is crazy. Like stuck with a guy for the rest of your life just because you dated. Right. So you 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 cannot have sex with someone unless it is your husband. Yeah. Exactly. I and see. it's just like that restriction is what made me like bounce further away from all these. What What was your theory about the so, balls? <laughs> about the balls. So how how old were you when you moved back to Canada? Fourteen. I, so I met you that year. Yeah. We met, for reference, we met when we were 14 in grade Ooh. 9 business class. We've known each other for four years yeah. and got super close the past year. So I met you the year you moved back to Canada. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is my theory. Because if, like, how I picture you, like, Sahara in everyday life is exactly the opposite of what you said. You wear bright, I picture you in, like, you wear neon highlighter yellow <laughs> puffer jacket every day. Yeah. All you do is, like, talk about sex and these, like, <laughs> impulse decisions to go traveling around the world. Yeah. Like, you're the typical adrenaline junkie. Yes. And I think that it's because everything that you are today is the exact opposite of what they wanted you to be. Yes. Whether it's your family or the government, what they wanted you to be when you were in Iran. Yeah. And... I think this applies to a lot of things. The analogy I use is like, I don't know what the name of the thing is, but you know the, that little trinket that people have on their desks where it's like the metal balls hanging on the, yes. the little wires that people yeah. have on their desks. And when you, you grab one on one end and you like hold it back and you let it go, then it, like it hits the rest of the balls and the opposite one goes flying just as like far in the opposite direction. Yeah. It's like that. That's it's like me. a rubber band <laughs> that like if you pull something in one direction so hard, as soon as you let it go, it is going to bounce back in the other direction with the exact same magnitude. Yeah. People are the same way. So because you, when you were younger, you were so like restricted and held back one way. 
then when they finally let go, which in this case was like you moving to Canada and yeah. being in a like a freer country, you bounced back exactly the opposite way. So now you have this like urge to be as free as possible, yeah, and do whatever you want because it's and it's completely normal. It's the exa- it's like it's the rational reaction to the restriction you went through when you were younger. Yeah, it's like this rebellious feeling, and I feel like in that sense, it's wanting to be as sexual as I can and wanting to experiment and I feel like it's looked down so much within my culture to be sexual like even like like having sexual pleasures is is not what you're supposed to be looking for in relationships you're supposed to look for a guy to lean on you're supposed to look for a guy to take care of you but you're not told that. Yeah, you're but I think it's supposed to a be... guy should take care of you both emotionally, but also, also sexually. sexually. Like sexually is, is yeah. a part of a relationship. Like we meet each you other's needs, it. and I feel like sex is a personal thing that is unique to everyone, and that's why like we have to have discussions about it and like stop kink shaming and stop shaming people, and especially among girls. It's the worst among girls when like, oh my gosh, she has so many bodies. Oh my gosh, she's like. she's wearing this and that like I feel like within our own community amongst girls like if we are able to address this then we're able to like make progress as a community and we're able to like address even like gender-based violence maybe if you find any kind of value in this episode send it to your best friend send it to your mom share it with anybody. One step further that would help me a ton is if you leave a rating and review on the pod, that makes a huge difference. The main way that podcasts grow on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts is through ratings and reviews. That's what like gets the algorithm to push it to more people. So if you can take literally 30 seconds to write a review, I don't care what you say, like just tell me what your favorite episode is. Any kind of feedback you want to leave, stuff you want to hear from me or guests that you want to have on the podcast, let me know. I promise I read all of them and I would be super grateful.